0: We here. It's Don Chen's. The Wolf Mentality Podcast. It's pretty damn lit. Long Wolf. Yeah.
1: What up, wolves? It is Don Chen's, and you are listening to Wolf Mentality. Coming up got an interview with Louisa Lang she is a stand-up comedian in New York City and a writer and producer at MTV News really fun interview she you know started off she wanted to go to law school instead turns around and decides she wants to move to New City and pursue comedy which is a bold move you know learned a lot about how she Got her foot in the door by networking, reaching out to people, and just was able to get that one opportunity. And she's been going from there and hasn't looked back. So, a lot to learn, real fun. Check it out. Um, before that starts, just wanna ask anyone who, if you're not subscribed, if you're not part of the Wolf Pack, you're blowing it subscribe if you haven't given it the show a five-star rating and review please do so i would really appreciate it i love and appreciate everyone who's been supporting please keep supporting if you enjoy this show share it with a friend or two or three um gotta grow the wolf pack one week at a time and here's louisa And what up, wolves? It is Don Chen's. We're gonna have this come out a day late, but better late than never. I have with me comedian Luisa Lang. Hello.
0: Lu- Thank ha- you for having me. How's it going? Good. I'm great.
1: I saw your birthday just passed, right?
0: Birthday was yesterday.
1: Happy late birthday. Thank How'd you, you celebrate?
0: Um, I drank a lot this weekend, ate a lot. Uh, got kicked off my parents' health insurance.
1: I had that coming that up in fun. like two months actually. And that's I'm really worried I about
0: it. Was just absolutely not having health Um, so that's fun. We love that.
1: Do you feel different?
0: I do feel like 26 sounds a lot older than 25. It does. Yeah. Cause
1: it's the back half.
0: It's like, you're like late twenties now.
1: Yeah. Or I am now. Yeah.
0: So that sucks.
1: Yeah. I'm worried about that. I feel yeah. like I'm going to feel different. I felt I felt When's, good at 25, but 26... 25 I like is a
0: good year. When yeah. is your birthday?
1: December 1st, so it's very so it's soon.
0: coming up. Yeah. 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 It's a big one. I don't know.
1: Yeah, and the health insurance thing isn't good.
0: And then I feel like I'm going to be 30, and then I'm going to be 90, and then I'm going to, you know...
1: Hopefully it doesn't go that fast.
0: I hope so. <laughs> Hopefully not.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so you are a comedian. Yes. And I guess we'll get into other stuff later, but typical, when did you start comedy question?
0: So, I haven't been doing so. I really only do stand up comedy. Um, I like got into improv and sketch a little bit, I was so bad at improv, so I don't do that anymore. Um, I'm basically like I graduated from Boston College in 2016, moved to New York, started doing stand up immediately, and really liked it. So, it's been about probably th- almost three years, I think.
1: I think that's three,
0: yeah, like three years, yeah. And so not long. And in comedy, that's like nothing. So yeah, I'm that's very, I'm, very new. That's what
1: I'm usually told. Everyone's like, if it's not even 10 years, it's like Yeah, it's like, nothing. okay, yeah, you do
0: stand up, sure.
1: Yeah. What what was so tough about improv?
0: Oh, my God. I don't like not being in control of what's happening. It's very like... I respect people who are good at improv so much, but you're just so out... You don't know when, when you get on stage, you don't know what's going to happen. You don't know who your scene partner is going to be. You don't know what you're going to say. Whereas in stand-up I at least I have control over everything that happens on the stage.
1: That's sure. You know, did you ever try doing roast or anything like that?
0: Not really. I'm not, I've no, I'm not like a roast. I have a lot of friends who are comedians that do roast and they're so good at it. It's just like, isn't really, I don't know. You're not I'm mean never, enough. I'm not mean enough. I'm just so nice.
1: I don't believe that. No,
0: I'm kidding. <laughs> um, no, but I've never done a roast.
1: I, I, I should like get into it. Sometimes I feel bad when I watch roast. Yeah. I feel like bad for that. I feel like genuinely bad. You're like, bad. yikes. Yeah. But that, I think, makes me laugh harder. I think that's, like, the whole point.
0: Well, <laughs> I'm usually roasting myself. Like, that's my stand-up is, right. like, self-deprecating. But not to the point where it's, like, awkward, you know? I hate that when so- a comedian is, like, so self-deprecating that you're, like, we all feel bad for you. But, um, so I roast myself, you could say.
1: Right. What, what made you want to start doing it?
0: I don't know. I've always loved like making people laugh, obviously. I've always been, this is like weird, I hate saying this, but I've always been like the funny friend or like, you know, always like comic relief. And it's funny, I was going to go to law school actually. And then I decided last minute to like do a 180 and go full in to comedy and screw law school and just see how it goes. And I'm really loving it and it feels right. And I'm writing for work and stuff, so.
1: I think I think law school to comedy is probably the definition of a one eighty. I don't think you could get more boring there's than no law. Other, <laughs> yeah. yeah, there's no other way to explain
0: it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, my parents were like, "Are you sure?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I think I'm gonna go tell jokes in basements for." A few they were years. receptive to it or no? I mean, yeah, they're they they think I'm funny. They're like obsessed with me. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, no, yeah, they're fine. I think my mom would have liked me to go to law school. Right, but. They're over it by now.
1: Yeah. Like I think
0: It was a weird transition though from taking the LSAT to being like, actually. Oh, so you actually
1: took the LSAT? I took too? the LSAT, Damn. Yep.
0: <laughs> yep.
1: Wow. So you were like almost there. Oh, you I was like going
0: there. to apply to law school, yeah.
1: That's crazy. little
0: bit of a little bit of a little bit of a little bit of a so excited to announce i just got uh like a, an internship at jimmy fallon and i was like wait a second if he can do that i can do that i'm really like i'm why would i go to law school if i could do something cool you know
1: yeah that's so thank you interesting. to
0: my ex-boyfriend for that one yeah you
1: don't want to give him credit for it though do you
0: no <laughs> no. No, no 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 i take it back i take it back
1: <laughs> did you um have any friends that did stuff Like, kind of similar? Were you kind of the oddball of your friend group that wanted to go that route?
0: Um, In high school, I did a lot of, like, singing and theater stuff. Um, And then in college, I did acapella. And we would do some, like, sketch comedy with that. So I had friends through that. But um, my roommate friends and my just, like, everyday friends, I'm probably the only one who does anything creative, I guess. I have a lot of, like, nurse friends Teacher friends. But obviously I've made friends through stand up and through everything I've been doing.
1: Right. Yeah. That's like none of my friends do any stuff like that. And I always think it's like they think I'm weird for even yeah. thinking about it. So
0: they're like, that's so like interesting that you are creative.
1: So did you do comedy at all in Boston or no?
0: No, I never did comedy in Boston, but I've been doing it more there recently. Like I um did a few shows a couple weeks ago, and it's always so much fun when I go to Boston because I went to high school there, I went to college there. So, like, when I go there, it's like everybody I know there, and my parents, and like all their friends will come to the shows. Um, so it's like a fun little homecoming, but I started in New York, so it's I mainly know the New York scene.
1: Have you done it in any other cities or no?
0: Um, just Boston and New York.
1: Which do you prefer? Now.
0: I mean it's hard to say because whenever I'm in Boston it's like I don't have to win the crowd over as much because yeah, it's, it's like your my yeah. friends and family so I love that um, but I definitely think New York is the place to be if you want to you know advance in stand-up just feels like there's more opportunity here
1: right well yeah for sure here for pretty much sure. here in LA
0: here in LA yep. yeah
1: do you have like a lot of people that I guess, I don't I don't know, when Dan was on the show, he always would call it his class. I don't know if that's like yeah, the right term for yes. it. Do you view them more as peers or more as competitors?
0: I don't see them as, I mean, a little bit of both. It's funny that, he, that Dan said like class because I actually see it like that too. And I don't think we've ever talked about that, but it's like people who started at the same time are coming up together, like coming up together. Um, I see them as both. But like, if I see them as competitors, it's not in like a way that has any negative connotation. It's more like they keep me motivated,
1: right? They push you to, I'm like,
0: damn, they're doing a lot. I gotta, I gotta like pick it up.
1: Are there a lot of, uh, women in your quote unquote class that you kind of have doing it with you?
0: Not really. Like I no, mostly guys. Why do you think that is? I don't know. We need more women in comedy in general.
1: You don't think there's more female voices. Do you think it's just more difficult or more, um, like women are just more hesitant?
0: Um, I think it's a little bit of both. And I think they're more hesitant because it is more difficult to get laughs if you're a girl and like, it sucks, but that's just how it is. And like when I do well at a show, people will be like, wow, you were actually really funny, like for a girl. And I'm like, okay, there's probably dudes. I'm I'm like, what about for a human? Yeah. (laughs) What about for a person? Um, so I don't know. And I think it takes a lot of like, to be a woman and to go just to like, even an open mic, you go and nine times out of 10, the room is just like all dudes. So it is intimidating. And I think, um, that just like takes a lot of balls, I think. And I, it scares me still sometimes. Um, I don't know. It's just a very male dominated space.
1: Do you think you have to approach your jokes differently than you would if you didn't have to worry about it being like a male dominated space?
0: No, because I think then you're cheating yourself. If you're approaching your jokes differently because you have a certain audience, then you're not like being then you're wasting time I think why would I go to a mic go to a show and like censor myself um because it's all men like for me I'll go up and I'll tell my jokes exactly the same way that I do even if my target audience is like girls my age um And like, sometimes I bomb when it's all men and I'm just like, well, you just don't get it, I guess. Or I'm not funny, I don't know, one or the other.
1: How shitty are open mics?
0: So, so shitty. They're the shittiest thing. (laughs) I fucking hate them. It's so bad. Tell, tell me
1: more. I've never been to one, but everyone says they're you the worst should go ever. just
0: to like see how much everybody I, hates their lives. I get there. really
1: bad secondhand embarrassment though, so I feel like that's the worst totally. place for me to I've be. gotten <laughs> really
0: good at like just leaving my body. Like during it, I can just dissociate. Like when someone's on stage and is embarrassing, I'm just like not here. I'm like floating above my own body. So I've gotten really good at tuning it out. Um, it's just really shitty. It is. It makes it hard to be consistent, I think, in stand-up, because I'm just like, oh, I don't want to go like do another mic. I'm gonna bomb, I'm gonna, you know. So it's makes the process really hard. You
1: think it's mostly because you, you expect a bomb?
0: No, I don't expect to bomb, but sometimes I do. And I think a lot of times the vibe is judgy and nobody wants to be there because it's not a show. It's all the room is just full of comedians waiting to go up and then go home. So no one's really listening to you. It's not necessarily the best place to test your jokes out because nobody's really paying attention to you a lot of the time.
1: So then do you think you actually need to go?
0: Yeah. Yes, because you do still get a reaction, but then it's like you do a show and you're like, Oh my God, these real human beings who are (laughs) here for entertainment are laughing. So giving me such a better reaction.
1: How cringe are some of the people that are newer at the open mics?
0: So cringe. Like, are some of them just, like, but the worst? Yeah. And there's a lot of people who get up and you're just like, no matter what, like, you should never do comedy. But you never know if it's just that they're not funny or if they're just be just starting out. Like, I was obviously not crushing it when I started, so. But now you crush it. But now I, f- I crush. <laughs> Listen, I crush. <laughs> Yeah, yeah,
1: I, yeah. I would feel so uncomfortable in those rooms. Like it's, just the, I've never been, but the way everyone describes it, you I You gotta
0: actually, go. Yeah. You gotta just uh, no, do it for the I experience. Can't,
1: I can't. I'm like actually so serious. I feel uncomfortable talking about no, it.
0: No, it's like making me uncomfortable. And then you yeah. if they're making eye contact with you and you're just oh, like you I don't like wanna you look have at, to at laugh. you, oh, yeah, oh, yeah.
1: That's the worst I've been
0: really good at fake laughing too. I'm like in a mic, I just can I can't
1: fake laugh because I have a very distinct, well, I guess in like a room I could, but like, if you know me, you know, when I'm fake You're like, that's my, fake. La- my laugh is ridiculous. So
0: I'll just be yeah. like, ha. <laughs> and I'm like, Hey, that they get it. That was funny ish. <laughs> yeah. It's brutal. It's the worst part about it. Really?
1: What would, do you think was the biggest like mental hurdle when you first got started? Like what was the toughest part to mentally get over before you kind of were just like, all right, I got this.
0: I think like just getting on stage for the very first time um, and being like, okay, what's the worst thing that if, if I get on stage and I bomb in front of these people that I don't know, then I get to go home and live the rest of my life and it's not gonna matter. So I think like getting over the fear of bombing and getting over the fear of like being rejected publicly on stage because that is really scary. That's, why I think, what most people would say, why they would never do stand-up comedy, because they are afraid of rejection. So I think, like, getting over that and just literally doing it and not knowing what the outcome is going to be, but just knowing that you're going to be fine after no matter what.
1: What's the worst you ever bombed?
0: Um, I've bombed a lot of open mics those are the worst um, I usually wouldn't bomb like a show because you go in knowing like I don't want to say that knock on wood who, the f- who true, knows yeah. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna like leave here and bomb for the rest of my life um, <laughs> but open mics when I'm like trying new material it'll be something that I thought of when I was high and I'm like this is so funny and then I get on stage and say it and it's just crickets and I'm like whoa that's a reality check um, so I've bombed a lot of mics, which is embarrassing because it's all, it's like comedians from my class that I'm, you know, like want to do well in front of, but you're trying new stuff and it often doesn't work or it doesn't work the way you want it to. And you're just like, oh, the shame, you know?
1: How, how do you go about working a bit? Like when you said you, got, you get high, you come up with an idea.
0: Yes. Okay, so most of the stuff I write Or, like, a lot of the stuff that I write, I come up with when I'm high. I do smoke a lot of weed. Um, But... Am I allowed to say that? I don't care. Okay, cool. You say whatever you want. Cool, cool, cool. Um, I, like... Or just generally when I'm living my life, I've always done this thing where I write things in my notes on my phone. um,
1: Yeah, so many. Just as they
0: happen, you know? Like, I'll see something ridiculous happening on the subway and I just write it down. And then I will go into a journal and write down a really general idea of what a joke could be. And then I get on stage and I just try it. And I sort of like just with no real plan or outline, I just talk about it and I see where I get laughs and I record it and then I listen back and I tweak it and change it until it's feels like it's ready to be told at a show.
1: How long does that usually take?
0: It depends on the joke. Um, I don't know. It depends on the joke. Like sometimes things will work right away and I'm like, that's great. But a joke, obviously a joke isn't done ever, but there are times when I'll do something and the first couple of times it works really well and I'm like, okay, I feel comfortable doing that at a show. And then there are times there have been jokes that like, I want to work so badly and I just won't give them up for a really long time. And then eventually I'm just like, you know what? It's just not funny. I'm the only <laughs> one in the world who thinks it's funny. Do
1: you have an example of that?
0: Yeah, I used to do this joke. I tried to make it work so hard. I was like, how come every time you throw up, you throw up carrots? And everybody was like, what? I don't know, I just like thought it was so funny. I was like, yeah, I don't even eat carrots, but like every time I throw up, it's a chicken pot pie. And everybody was like, we don't throw up carrots, you fucking loser. And I was like, damn it. And I tried to make it work for so long. And then I just, so it's things like that where you're just like, you know what? I was high and it's just not funny. But that's okay. Did
1: you throw up carrots while you were high to come up with that joke?
0: No, I just like, I don't know, me and my friend were talking about it. And I was just like, that's so funny. And then it turned out that we were the only two people in the world who could relate to it.
1: I feel like being high might make, might do the opposite. I feel like I find everything funny when I'm high.
0: Yeah, that's what I mean. And then you
1: you tell it it in real
0: life and it's like, ooh. Yeah yikes
1: yeah I feel like that would that's make it harder funny. for me yeah
0: yeah you're right because it gives you this like false
1: right I like, think I'm everything hilarious, I'm writing like, is
0: funny and then you get on stage yeah, yeah I
1: think I'm hilarious normally so totally. and I'm not so if I yes. was high that'd be way worse yeah. yeah
0: oh yeah but I think that's I mean part of the process is just getting up and saying things and then bombing and throwing them out or coming back to them later and I don't know having things not work keeps you humble keeps me humble I need that you know, I'm just too funny. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, I bomb a lot all the time.
1: What When you first started, what was like your goal? Were you trying, were you like, I just want to do this because it seems fun or did you have an end goal in mind?
0: Um, initially, I wanted to do it to like prove to myself that I could and um, just honestly out of curiosity, just like... I never imagined that I would would actually go into comedy. I always, always wanted to, but I never could envision a point in my life where I would do it. And so I started and my original goal was just to like see how good I was at it and see how it went. I really had no like final, um, like end game. You know, I wanted to get into production and I wanted to get into writing and I felt like that was a good... um, way to like get your first steps in like to kind of get your foot in the door um and then I ended up really really liking it and it just felt like the right thing for me so I've just been doing it ever since
1: so you don't do you have a goal now like has that changed at all or are you still just I want to write for it? tv
0: like I want to continue doing stand-up um and like definitely doing more d- doing different cities and like touring and doing more stand-up eventually uh, writing scripted comedy is also something I would love to do I've worked for a lot of um scripted comedy shows um, as a PA so I worked for like Broad City search party um this movie Brittany runs a marathon have you heard of that
1: no should I watch it
0: I mean, apparently it's good. I haven't seen it yet, but I worked on it. Okay. But um, yeah, so I was like in those spaces where I was around writers who were doing all of these like really cool shows. Um, but I was working at like th- as a PA. So like the way bottom. Um, so like as I'm getting more experience, I'm trying to like work my way up to be a writer full time in a stand Um, I think they go hand in hand really well. So right. that's like the ultimate goal.
1: We were talking before we started, but you're doing a little bit of writing now, right? Yeah. So you work at MTV?
0: Yes. So I work for MTV News. My title is PA still, but um, I get to write and produce my own segments and episodes. Um, so I work for their live Twitter show, which it's now on Instagram. Um, I'll plug it really quickly. It's called Need to Know. It's hosted by my friend Doma T. Pongo. It's really good. Um It's really good because I write it. Um, (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm kidding. It's good. Um, And so I get to like be funny and creative in that scene as well. And then I get to do it outside of work. So I think the two things are adjacent and they go well together. Um, And I really like producing and writing all this, you know, like funny, quirky news stories. So it's a good job.
1: Was it tough? I feel like that kind of. Industry and there's some others like, I think thing off the top of my head. They always make you Like you start really really low at the bottom like no matter oh what God. if you don't have experience you're the like lowest yeah.
0: Like I was doing things that they could ask me to do anything and I would just be like, okay, I guess I guess that's what a PA Does
1: did you do that right after school?
0: Um, okay right after school actually I was working at SoulCycle, which was a nightmare <laughs> Um, Because I moved to New York didn't have a job, but I was like, okay, I need to make some money so, I was working at Soul Cycle and trying really hard to break my way into production. And I started getting a few days on set at a time. I started with Broad City and then I started doing it full time, like six months into being here. And it's like brutal work. It is, you're working like 18 hour days doing just anything that they need. Like I was driving a minivan around with cast members in it. Just like, sh- like driving through New York city, just the freaked worst place out to drive. the <laughs> worst place. Yeah. Like I, I don't want to be driving, but I was doing it and it just, it was cool. I was driving people like John early to work. So that's cool. But, um, yeah, you start, I, you start really low and it's a very slow, slow, slow process. How did you first
1: get your foot in the door? like to get an opportunity to start like actually writing, like you said, it was kind of like part time for a while. Like how Um, do you, how do you prove that someone should have given you an opportunity? I guess is what I'm asking.
0: To PA or to write. I mean, both both things. Well, I reached out to one of the producers of broad city on LinkedIn actually, which was very creepy of me admittedly. And I was like, Hey, I I'm interested in getting involved in production. I would love to just like get a coffee and chat with you about, what you do um and she responded nobody would nobody ever responds to that but this one producer did and she let me come into her office and i just had like this little informational interview with her and she liked me and gave me um a day on set and then it's like you just need that one person to give you like that opportunity and then from there i just was meeting everyone else you know
1: how many messages did you send before hundreds, that one person responded. No, I'm kidding, not hundreds, no. but
0: um, oh, a few. Yeah. A few. I was reaching out to people, because there's truly, like, especially, I mean, in every industry, I think, but there is no way, it's almost impossible to get any job without some sort of establishing some sort of personal connection. And if you don't have those personal connections, which I didn't, I was like, I'm just going to make them.
1: Right, I think most people... They just say, I don't have the personal connections. And then they're like, all right, that's like, it. Well, yep. let me,
0: cause like I was sending my resume and my applications into like NBC, um, these big companies and it just was like sending, it felt like sending my resume into the void. Like it would just, I'd send it, never hear anything cause it's just a big company and whatever. Yeah. And I was like, if I don't have these connections that can get eyes on my resume or get like put a face to the name, then I'm just going to be kind of like bold and make those connections. So I would just cold like honestly cold email people and be like, "Hey, I'm really interested in in um what you do." Of course, I would never be like, "Hey, I'm looking for a job." It'd be more like, "I'm new to New York and I'm really interested in what you're doing and I'd love to like get, get a coffee or chat on the phone and hear about what you do." And then when if they agree, they realize you're not insane and they're like, "Oh, she's actually that's what happened for me. She was like, Oh, she's actually pretty um, normal. So that's how I got my first like broad city situation.
1: And then you just got meeting people once you started doing that. And
0: then I just started. Yeah. And then I met everybody on the crew. And from there you established different connections and yeah. So that was really good. That was really fun. I sometimes miss being on set, but, um, I don't miss the hours at all.
1: So you got better hours now.
0: Yeah. Now that's I work good. like 10 to six,
1: that's, which that's is good. great. That's yeah. Real good.
0: yeah. Yeah. It's really good.
1: So did you do any, since you're at MTV, do you do anything with the VMAs or anything like that?
0: We did a, yeah, we did a live VMAs after show, um, in our studio where we had like comedians come on and like debrief what happened. It was right after the VMAs with our host. Um,
1: do you think there has to be like a necessary shift towards like you said your show is was like a Twitter show you said it's on Instagram do you mm-hmm. think there's gonna be a shift from like the linear TV channels like starting to put out more just digital only every concept? like so
0: many things are digital now it's like I used to work for Discovery Channel and I was doing digital stuff for them too I've never worked besides um like the onset TV shows I've never worked in linear, like I've never, for Discovery or MTV or any of the big companies I've worked for, I've only done digital. Um, I just think that's where everything is heading now. And they're even trying to, trying to, Really jump on board of like Gen Z and be like, should we be on TikTok? And I'm like, I don't know what TikTok is. I don't is. get TikTok. What is TikTok at all? I don't know. I just Holy downloaded shit. it. I don't. I just downloaded it? it. If you're listening, follow me on TikTok. <laughs> I have one video. I don't
1: know if any of my listeners, any people that listen, do have a TikTok. If
0: you have listeners that are 12, then they might. My have My little TikTok. cousins
1: might. Yeah. I think they listen and I they definitely have it, but that's it. It's
0: like 12 year olds and then me, I guess. I don't get it. I don't get it at like, all. It makes I don't no even sense get to me. Like how to navigate. I like, never even opened it. I feel like I'm just like clicking around. I just don't know. But does
1: that mean we're old? Like that's that's the first time I felt like shit. Am I getting old? Yeah. Now? Like, and I'm
0: young at my job. Like I'm one of the younger people, and the people above me are being like, "Should we get a TikTok?" And I'm like, "You think that I know that? Like I am not <laughs> on TikTok." But
1: they make me uncomfortable. Now I am. Like talking about secondhand embarrassment. Ninety percent of TikToks that it's I ever really see bad. make me so fucking. It's uncomfortable. really bad. It's yeah. horrible. Yeah. They're. I don't know, and I don't know how you. Like, that's like the point of them is to be cringe.
0: Yeah. But then know. that's what's good. I'm like, why don't we just stick to Twitter, stick to Instagram. Twitter's, the best. The sh- Twitter's my favorite.
1: Twitter's the best. It is
0: my favorite. I get
1: so pissed when people, they say they like Instagram more or they're like, yeah, I just get my news from Instagram. But okay. well, I'm like, you're an idiot.
0: <laughs> Instagram is just like Twitter. It's harder to do well on Twitter, which is why people don't like it because you can't attach a picture to it. And have it get attention. You know? I mean you can have a picture, but I think Instagram is Twitter for people that aren't funny or interesting.
1: That's actually true. Not
0: to like go there like
1: But you went there. But
0: I went there. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah. Twitter is Twitter is you gotta be you
0: have to you're using words instead of pictures, so you have to be funny or you have to be interesting or you have to like I don't know.
1: Do you use it
0: you can't lean on like having like a hot pick with it. You know,
1: I can never do that though. Unfortunately,
0: have a hot pick. Yeah, you could.
1: You think? Yeah, I
0: think a thirst I trap. A thirst trap. I don't know how to do a thirst trap. <laughs> I don't. Trap. E- I mean, I don't either. <laughs> but I don't know. Yeah. I don't yeah, know. I love Twitter though. It's Twi- my favorite. Twitter's
1: the best. I love it. But do you use that as like a way to test jokes at all? Like, do you actually utilize? Yeah, it for that
0: reason? I do actually. Sometimes, even like unexpectedly, I'll tweet something that I just randomly thought of and it does really well and I'm not expecting it to do well and I'm like, oh, maybe I should try that on stage. I didn't think anybody was going to react to that and they did. So then I'll try it on stage. So it's nice to get like an unexpected joke out of Twitter.
1: Does Do you think your social media following matters to how people view you as a comedian?
0: Like, which matters the way comedians view me or people in the e- world?
1: Either or. Like, do you think do you think you would just... Just based on the fact that you had more Twitter, Instagram followers, let's say that you would get like people would have more respect for you as a comedian? I think
0: yes. Like, I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing, but I think yes. Um, That's like so much of it today is what, how much of a following you have. And unfortunately, like having a big following doesn't always necessarily line up with being the funniest person or the hardest working person. Or the most deserving person, but that's like, that's how it is nowadays, you know? Like a big following is one of the most important things, I think. I don't know. Things are changing though, and it is important to have a following.
1: Yeah, I feel like now everyone is almost reverse engineering their popularity as a comedian, where it's like every comedian has a podcast, yeah. like every comedian works on their social media, then mm-hmm. kind of build a fan base and like, oh, go to my Cause stand Cause it makes up and- your, yeah. it
0: makes your comedy more accessible. Right. Like y- you no longer have to be like, if you want to see my jokes, uh, like you got to come to my show. It's like, you can put your content out anywhere now and people can see that. And if they like that, then they're more inclined to be like, oh, I'll come to a show and see how you, you know, and it's so much more effort to go to a show. People are more likely to read your tweets from their bed. And if they like them, come to a show. You know? That makes sense. Yeah. I'm sad that Twitter had, like, its peak, and then it people don't use it as much anymore. Like, I feel like when we were in college, everybody was tweeting. Yeah. And now it's just comedians. It's and- almost
1: like how do I say it? Like it's weird. Like the way people used to tweet, they don't tweet the same way anymore. I don't know if that even makes sense, but I feel like people used to tweet more stream of conscious. Yes. And now it's yes. way more. Now it's like, like crafted jokes, yeah.
0: but I do still tweet stream of conscious. Yeah. And I'm like, should I not be doing that? Like, are my followers going to get annoyed? But I've always used it as just like a notebook for my right. thoughts. And that's what I love about it though. Yeah.
1: The problem though, with doing that is when I go back sometimes, my tweets seem like pretty fucking stupid.
0: They're t- oh, <laughs> like my always. my old ones. <laughs> Every time I tweet. Out of
1: context, they seem so yeah, shitty. Yeah, <laughs> totally.
0: Every time I tweet, I lose followers. It's just, that's how it goes. It's supposed to be the opposite. It's like, oh, this girl's funny. I'll follow her. Every time I breathe and my Twitter followers unfollow me. And I'm like, you know, maybe I'm not so good at this. But it's for me. It's not for them.
1: Yeah, I don't know. It's also like. You're probably the same way, I guess, doing comedy you are, but like you like to hear yourself talk, so you're just like, oh, people care about what totally. I think. Totally. I'm yeah. like, oh, people want to no know everything I'm shit. thinking. <laughs>
0: nobody asked. Nobody actually Nobody cares. asked at all. Same thing with Instagram <laughs> stories. I'm addicted to posting Instagram stories that nobody asked for.
1: Wait, actually, your Instagram story you did the other day, I honestly should play. Someone took a video of me laughing at your Instagram story. Wait, really? That was I'm not uh, even I'm not even kidding or pandering to you. That was probably the hardest I've laughed. Wait, in a very what long was time. it? The one where you were doing like a handstand with your Oh clothes my god, on. last
0: night. That I've, was last night.
1: I've I'm a, unreal,
0: and I put um. Sicko mode behind it.
1: It wasn't even just like the song, like the actual song. It was like the thought process to put that song first. I don't know if that even makes sense. Yeah,
0: no, it does. Hold on, wait. I gotta. Wow, I'm so happy that you appreciated that. I gotta.
1: You'll see how ridiculous my laugh is.
0: That's you laughing at my story.
1: You hear the sicko mode? Oh,
0: I hear it. Oh my god wow that's, that's amazing that's so funny
1: i was oh my dying God. laughing yeah it's I, scary i didn't know, I didn't was know what was going me. on no because i didn't know what was going on i was like i did like a double take i was like what the fuck is going on and then it took me i don't rewatch it and i realized what you were doing and then yeah. i just fucking lost yeah.
0: it it's, yeah
1: it's that was that was scary. one of the funniest. did you actually make that up yourself did you see no
0: okay so i wish i could take credit for that but that is something i found on tiktok kids are doing that on tiktok Shit. yeah i know that and means I was I like, like TikTok,
1: because I laughed really hard at yeah,
0: it. Yeah, if you liked that, I don't want to like TikTok. If you liked that, you'll like what's on TikTok. No, I'm kidding. But that's a that is a thing I've seen several times. And I was like, yes. Last night was my that was my birthday that I did that on. My friend was like, I'm gonna come over and bring you a gift. And I was like, okay, can you also quickly film me doing something really weird? <laughs> and she's like, uh, yeah, I guess. And it was that, and it just you know made my night.
1: I see, and I also see going back to TikTok or. Like every like, here you said like, oh, people are doing that. I see people do things like it's like a thing on TikTok, and I don't fucking get it. And I think that's what like there's kids do like the like the this. Do you ever see them do this thing? No, it's like they like like wipe their nose and do a thumbs down.
0: It's like what are they doing? I don't. I don't like why get it. Yeah,
1: I don't. It makes no sense. And
0: it's all the same. It's like trends. Like they all do the same thing. Like.
1: It's like, why is it good? If you're all doing the same thing, then what's good? Like, you're all doing the same shit. It makes no sense. It makes no sense.
0: It makes no sense. But
1: that's that's how Old Town Road got popular was because of TikTok. Really? Yeah, that's how it blew up because it went viral on TikTok first.
0: In my hometown, I'm from Wellesley, Massachusetts, and we have an Old Town Road there. (laughs) And kids kept stealing the sign They probably still are. Um, They kept it was like in the news. Kids kept stealing the sign and the town was just like, all right, like we're just going to not put it back up until the song dies down again. (laughs) So ridiculous. That song was great, though. But low key, I like want the sign.
1: You should go get it now. They won't expect it now. Now
0: it's now (laughs) that it's died down. Nobody will know that it was me.
1: (laughs) All right. That was a tangent. That video, though, actually, like, that was so funny. I don't know why I thought that was so funny. <laughs> it was
0: freaking me out, and it was me. I was
1: just so fucking confused. Like,
0: yeah, <laughs> I like, just, like didn't what? Get, I just Do you didn't see the one where on. I, like, open the fridge, and it looks that, like it's that, mine? My... That
1: that's what made me laugh harder, because, like... It, it just really like, did, looks
0: it, like a foot. It looks but like it looks
1: like that, and it just... Like, you were just opening, like, it was just random, like, I don't know. I just thought it was so You were
0: just not expecting that to I happen.
1: Li- I really like that. I'm
0: so glad you appreciate. that. You should just that. keep
1: doing that more. Yeah, just I think do that's going like to be my new shtick. Like, yeah. that's all I do. <laughs> do your stand-up like that. That would be really <laughs> That's.
0: I might try it. It's <laughs> well, a good idea. <laughs> Imagine.
1: I think you kicked off stage probably right away. Absolutely. Actually, I don't know, because some people do I wouldn't do be able to shit. see anything. Like, Bert Kershiser, he does it shirtless. Mm-hmm. If he does a shirtless, you should be able to do I it. I should with your be clothes, able to do like, it upside reversed. down. Yeah. yeah. Why not?
0: Yeah, why not?
1: Maybe that should be no your rules. thing. That's
0: that w- what's going to make me stand out.
1: That would get super old though. Really fast. Like it might be for funny. Sure. Like 20 seconds for the first time you do it. And everyone would be like, all right, what the fuck is this They're like, doing? okay,
0: we get it now. <laughs> Can you fucking stop that? <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, with the social media stuff. I'm trying to think What you were saying before We When you were saying Like it, People have to put Their content out first To get them to be like Oh yeah. I'll come to your show A lot of people And I think you do it A little too Is like you actually put Some of your stand up
0: Yeah online. I do a little do, bit
1: Do you Is that like Tough for you Because I always think I wouldn't want to do that Because then If I see it On your Instagram And then I go Is it as funny Exactly So do you worry about that
0: I do worry about that That's why I don't put A lot of my stand up On instagram or on twitter i'll do like little little parts of bits or if a joke is um no longer usable like it's i had a joke about um that movie uh the one where they were all blindfolded
1: bird box bird
0: box i had a bird box joke and then it was like that um movie was over no one cared about it anymore so i put that on instagram or i'll put like little unplanned things that happen on instagram but i try not to put Full on entire jokes, bits, yeah. Yeah, but I don't know. I know some comedians who do that, and they get so many views. It's like
1: Andrew Schultz. I mean, he's like a he's big, but he does that all the time. Yeah, yeah. So, I
0: don't know. I don't know what is the right thing to do because I know some comedians who have been putting full bits on and getting like hundreds of thousands of views.
1: It just puts more pressure on you to have to come up with new shit all the time.
0: Which I maybe I need that. Maybe I need That's the true. pressure to come up with new stuff. Yeah. But yeah, it it is like. This there's this fear that if I put my jokes on Instagram and people are like, oh, that's funny. I'm going to come see her show. It's like the same jokes I did on Instagram. And they're like, well, I could have just not come here. Right. You know, but I do think you deliver it differently every time and it feels authentic every time as long as I'm having fun. Then it comes off as authentic, so I think it is like a different experience every time. So you still know? come
1: anyway, even if still you still come it.
0: anyways, even if I do post. Yeah.
1: What is the? I kind of have an idea based on what I've seen because I have I did see you at Dan's show. You did one of Dan's like Giger Bomb shows. I oh think, yeah yeah so yeah I saw you at one of those. Yes. But what. For people listening, what kind of like like what's the content of your jokes usually like? What do you usually
0: Um, like I said? It's it's a little bit like self-deprecating, but relatable. I mean, I talk a lot about mental health. Like I talk about depression a lot because that's something I've struggled with. But I like to normalize it and just make it. um, Make it relatable and make it like a safe space for that. And I think one of my friends recently said. That I, I don't know, I just kind of rip on myself, but not in a way that's awkward, like not too much, you know, I don't know. How do
1: you know it's too much?
0: Cause I, well, sometimes I'll tell a joke and the audience will be like, oh and I'm like, no, I don't want that. I don't want that. <laughs> laugh at me, damn it. I laugh. Like it's, I'm okay. It's funny. That's like why I'm up here talking about it. Cause I'm fine. Um, So I never want it to like cross the line where it's just like people are like sad for me, but it's more just like, I like to point out the shit that happens to me every day that happens to everyone, but we may not like articulate or put into words. I don't know. I'm really bad at answering that question.
1: I don't think that was bad. People have
0: asked me that before. Like, what's your brand? I'm like, I don't, I don't know.
1: To me, it seems like from what I've seen, I would, I would say a lot of like relationship type stuff, dating type things. Which is funny because
0: I'm just not in a relationship or even really.
1: That's the self deprecating part. That's where it comes
0: in. Exactly. Yeah. 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 It's like anytime something it's crazy. Anytime something bad happens to me, I get this like crazy creative burst where I'm like so funny and I'm like, (laughs) like, like a guy will fuck me over and be such an asshole to me. And then the next week I'm just like memeing and like tweeting and like coming up with all this like funny stuff. But it comes from a place of like being hurt and it's like, it's like the out. It's the only outlet that I have, and like one of my coping mechanisms is just to like make jokes out of it. And I think it's healthy, you know, like for me especially. I don't know. It works for me, but not that I want bad things to happen to me. But bad things you, happen, you, you and then I'm really funny. Like yeah, <laughs> bad things happen. And I I'm come up with hilarious really <laughs>
1: shitty stuff happens. Yeah, to me. <laughs> I'm like, if any
0: guy wants to just like absolutely fuck me over, <laughs> it'll help my career. <laughs> Thank you.
1: <laughs> what are you going to do when you're in a good relationship and everything's all happy and good? Is that going to your content? Yeah, gonna have know. to quit I don't know. Give up?
0: I don't know. <laughs> I'll ha- I don't know. It's never happened. I've never been in a healthy relationship, so we'll have to see. But no, I think um, I think I'll always be able to find like shit that ha- I just think you're never um, at a loss for shitty stuff happening to you. And it's like, what I love about it is pointing out things that happened to me that are shitty and saying them. And the reason you get a laugh is from like recognition. People laugh because they're like, oh my God, me too. Right. That's happened to me too. But I've never said it because I am either embarrassed or I'm... didn't Never even thought it was something anyone else went through. But like getting that recognition laugh is the best thing. I love that.
1: I think that's also a way... When I was asking earlier about like how do you appeal to dudes when it's a lot of guys I feel like yeah that kind of then appeals to guys because you're you're like you're like saying oh like a good guy hurt me like guy does that and then guys are like oh yeah I do that I am yeah, yeah yeah they're
0: like oh wow this is maybe how the girl feels yeah. oh that's
1: why they were pissed at me. that's why they did that yeah
0: <laughs> yeah exactly yeah so I'm really just informing young men out there.
1: Education. i'm just educating yeah, yeah. you're doing a sur- <laughs> my like service my stand-up is
0: actually educational strictly so you guys are welcome yeah that's so funny
1: so i'm a teacher when i was um trying to do some research before you came i watched you did a video on you watching game of thrones we never watched game oh of yeah thrones yeah before. yeah let's talk about that because i I don't know if you hate... I hate Game of Thrones. I I like bothering people yeah. about saying I hate Game of Thrones. So, like, why don't you watch it? And what inspired you to do that? <laughs> All right. Video?
0: I don't have the attention span to watch anything that's one hour. Like, a full hour... Okay. I have no attention span as it is for TV and movies. I just yeah. can't do it. I've never... Like, I'm trying to watch Succession right now, and I just... It's, it's so hard for me to get into like a deep plot. I watch like stupid shows. Like, have you ever seen Nathan for you?
1: Yeah, i watch watched that sometimes. Like that's
0: my level of what I can handle. Right. Um, I just don't, I can't put that much mental, I can't put that much work into watching a show. And Game of Thrones is so confusing. And in that video, you can tell I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> there are so many, I'm not trying to watch a show that requires me to like, have a diagram of, yeah, like, like, a of like, like a whiteboard yeah shit. like yeah. who's who is fucking who yeah, they're all banging and their brothers they're all banging and sisters. their cousins <laughs> and brothers like listen I can't I'm out I'm out I can't
1: I liked I wrote this down except those was funny you're like you were like and you were genuinely asking you're like so they just chop dicks and slit throats
0: like, like, like is that just the standard thing they do because, because like, oh so
1: he doesn't have a dick oh so he literally off. the
0: answer to all my questions and I, the, my friend Jeremy who's explaining it to me he's like yeah so he, his name is Moonhole he He got his dick cut off by a guy whose dick was already cut off because the army had their dicks all cut off. And I was like, wait, I'm sorry, what?
1: And then he banged his brother. Just everybody, yeah. Yeah.
0: And I was like, as a joke, I was like, "Uh, oh, are they banging? And he's like, yeah. And I was like, haha, are they siblings? He was like, yeah, actually. And I was like, are you kidding me? Crazy. I just don't have it in me to get that invested. I can't get that invested in something.
1: I don't really watch TV either. The only show... Like that that I was able to watch all the way through is Breaking Bad. But since Same, that was college, actually. And since then, have you watched the movie yet? There's a movie? Yes.
0: No, I didn't know that. I watched all of Breaking Bad though, which yeah. is which is deep for me.
1: That's surprising because that show was very slow in the beginning. The first like three seasons I thought were kind of I think
0: of slow. I watched it the first year that I moved to New York. And I was living like with these two girls I didn't know. Um... Not a lot of my friends were in New York, so I probably had like extra time to watch TV. Right. You know, which is sad, but um, good show. Yeah, I'm glad show. I watched it. But
1: since then, yeah, I don't really watch TV.
0: I don't either. It's don't hard know. for me to get invested.
1: Yeah, I don't know what, it, especially like Game of Thrones. I don't fuck with like. Yeah, dragons, you said you don't like it either. Dragons and mythical. You don't like things. fantasy. Yeah, like I just don't. I don't know what it is, but like as soon as you show me a dragon, I'm out. Like what I, about
0: like Harry Potter? No,
1: like don't really I don't like Harry Potter. Like it's not that I dislike it. I guess I just doesn't do it for me. Yeah, like no, I don't I get care about Harry Potter, Game of Thrones, Lord of the Rings. Like
0: yeah, I never saw any of the yeah, Lord of the Rings. Yeah, once it's
1: ma- once it's magic and I'm like, out. Yeah, yeah dragons, it's like all right, I'm yeah. over this. No, I'm but, like over Breaking it. Bad is like I guess like more realistic. That's probably why I like it. Yeah, like, totally. Yeah, but yeah, you should watch the movie. I haven't watched it either though. So
0: and then then there's like a spin off Better Call Saul. I never watched that. I anymore. watched
1: some of that, but then.
0: I feel like that wasn't going to be good.
1: I don't know. It wasn't bad. I just, I think I just don't have the patience for TV anymore.
0: I don't either. I really don't. I have other stuff to do. I have to scroll through my phone for hours and hours. Oh,
1: hours. You my, know? My screen, do you have your screen time thing on? <laughs> no, I refuse oh my to God. set it. Mine is atrocious. I will not set it. People are like, oh, mine's so bad. It's three hours. I'm like, I'm nine, pushing 10. Nine. Pushing yeah, 10. literally
0: me too. Like so 10. bad. Yeah. But I see my friends who have it set. It's like, why do you even have it set every time? It's like, you're over. And they're like, fuck you. And they just get rid of That's it.
1: That's what I do. It just makes me sad. That's all it does. Yeah,
0: I don't want a reminder yeah. that I'm pushing 10 hours.
1: Because I already know it. Like, I'm already doing it. I know it, that. Yeah. Mad at myself for staring at my phone all day. And then it reminds me, oh, by the way, you've been staring at my way, phone all day. By the way, you're staring at your phone all day. So, yeah, I did know that. And, thank you. And
0: you're just like, thank you, but I'm going to continue to do that anyways. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: it's like, that's not going to change at all. So,
0: yeah, I have not set that up.
1: Yeah, I'm just, I just go from like Instagram to Twitter to like and YouTube. And then back to Instagram, I go to back to YouTube. Really, YouTube's become my Really? TV. Yeah, I'm not sure why.
0: But what do you like search for?
1: I just literally like, like Joe Rogan okay. and like hip hop interviews and shit and like okay, cool. that's it. I mean it's not good for use of my time. I though. feel
0: like YouTube can be or any social media can be like a rabbit hole to take you like from one thing to another to another and then the next thing you know you're like watching videos of someone playing the piccolo and you're like what is the piccolo <laughs> you know I've done that before how did i get here like what yeah
1: do you ever delete social media just to, like get away from it or you feel like you're too invested in it
0: i have before but now i'm just too invested and i feel like it's wrapped up in my career and i don't know i could probably use a social media cleanse but i never but i haven't done it recently I love it too much.
1: Yeah, I'm so addicted. It's I'm like, so addicted. It's, it's so crazy. Bad. I literally will be on Instagram. I'll close Instagram. I'll like swipe on my menu screen left and back right and Yeah. Instagram. I'll sometimes like be nine, on
0: Twitter on my phone seconds. and my desk, my computer. And I'm That's like, crazy. this is really crazy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like if I'm bored at work, I'm on Twitter on a couple screens all over the place. Now it's bad.
1: Yeah. All right. So... Oh, you know what I haven't asked about. So you also produce the Friday Eve show, right? So explain that.
0: Okay, so Friday Eve is a show that I produce at, um, it's like a live stand-up show that I produce at Stand-Up New York with my friend Ellen, Harold, very funny girl. Um, And basically I did a show at Stand-Up New York once and the guy who runs the club, the manager, um, gave me feedback on my set and he was like, you know, I think you're funny and I have an opportunity for you if you're interested um, to do, to help this girl Ellen run her show one month. He was like, you can do it one time and like, we'll see how it works out. So he introduced me to Ellen and we ended up like really hitting it off and getting along and we liked working together. And so we, every month we'll book several comedians and have like a lineup ready to go. And then we have our show. It's like, usually the last Thursday of the month at 10 PM at stand up New York, but it's always really fun. And
1: do you do set every time? Yeah, I always do. So that's good. That's a, you know, you're going to get a set in every time. Totally.
0: And I I can do a, like, I'll do like a nice long 10 ish minute set often. Yeah. And it's good for me to have something monthly to be like, okay, I want to have at least a few new things to say at every Friday. You know, it keeps me accountable almost. Like, I don't want to have the same identical set from month to month. So, you know, it's a a good way for me to measure progress.
1: Is it really hard to get other comedians on or is everyone just fighting for stage time? It's fighting for stage
0: time. Totally. It's really hard. I want to have, I want, it's hard because a lot of my friends, I want to have them on, but the club requires me to have like three pros and then. What's a pro? Pro. Pros are like people who technically get paid by the club. So there's a specific list of people who qualify as pros and then three amateurs, which would be like my friends and like my class of people um, for the most part. And it's hard because three spots are taken up by pros. And then depending if those are all men or if they're all white, straight men, I have to like diversify the lineup, obviously, because I don't want like a totally just like straight white, like mail, you know, I want to mix it up. So it's, it's really hard to get people to book people on your shows that want to be on your show. I'm like, I have you on my list and I want to have you on, but it might take like a few months, but it's the same thing when I, when I ask people for stage time, if I ever do, Yeah, it's like, yeah, I'll add you to my list, but there's a lot of comics in New York city and For a monthly show. Like, if it was weekly, I could probably rotate more people, but it's hard. There's a lot of funny people that I know.
1: Yeah, so it's... I always said that, like, when I said Dan didn't do the show anymore, I said it on the... Like, I did an episode being like, oh, bye, Dan. I'll miss you. Like, I'm crying. And when I did that i made a thing like oh like i don't know if i'm gonna look for another co-host or something yeah. and i put that out but once i put that out i knew i was like oh a lot of people are gonna be like hey i'll be your co-host i'll be You're your like co-host. that was like and an open probably, casting call yeah, and it's probably like the same thing like you almost essentially have like an open like yeah. oh and everyone's like oh let me be on yeah oh, you yeah, yeah. gotta like pick and choose and i want
0: to put people on but a lot of times it's not really even in my control because it's not like i'm it's a it's not like a bar show where it's totally my show it is still stand up new york right they, they, have honestly, they have the final say and like who they want on the lineup. Um, so it's like working with them to sort of come to an agreement on what works for each month. But it's always really fun and I love it. So you should come.
1: I should come. When's the next one? Plug it.
0: It's on Halloween, October 31st, 8 p.m. Great lineup. Stand up New York. Stand up New York. Bitch.
1: <laughs> All right. I'll put that in the... Yeah. In the show notes, even though I always yeah, say yeah, put yeah. in the show notes and people like never know that exists, but I'll put it there. So, what's like, I don't want to say short term goals, but like, what are you pushing yourself for now? Like, what's your outlook of where you're trying to get to, I guess, next steps um, in your career?
0: I want to be writing more for money. Like, I want, I have two, I feel like I have two different paths right now. One is like the way that I'm making money, and one is stand up because I'm just like, I'm not making money for stand up right now. That's obviously the end goal is to be paid for it. But um, right now I have like two paths and one is how I'm making money and I would like to start writing more and working my way up as a writer and a producer and like getting, you know, like promotions and getting more opportunity to write for money. And for stand standup, um, I guess working my way to getting paid for it and just getting more spots, as many spots as I can. I want to start doing like, different cities um just like getting more exposure I think more material I want to write more
1: you need more bad shit to happen to you I I
0: need need more bad shit to happen to me so if you are listening please just treat me like shit (laughs) just ruin my life just ruin my life and then I will blow up in the comedy scene (laughs) I need that
1: all right should we No. should we do music yeah all right, what should what should I be listening to?
0: Okay, I am listening to the new album by Sir S I R. So good because my favorite artist is Frank Ocean. Fuck, I favorite Frank Ocean of all time. Fuck. Who he actually just released a new song and I that haven't listened to it yet. It's good Is it good? Yeah, like, I haven't gotten a chance to listen to it yet. But Sir reminds me a lot of he gives me very Frank Ocean vibes.
1: That album's called Chasing Summer, I think. Chasing
0: say, Summer, yeah, yeah, yeah. Really good. My favorite song is probably John Redcorn, I think it's called. I don't remember. It's really good. Um, so I've been listening to that a lot. Um, we had a guy named Josh Dean come on our show recently at MTV, and he's he was discovered by Janelle Monet. okay. And he's really, really good. He just released an EP. Um um, I f- it's called dear black sheep, I think, but yeah, what
1: kind of music like R&B or,
0: um, it's, it's a weird, like genre fusion type thing where it's like funk, but also poppy, but also RB. but he's a really good, he's a singer.
1: Okay. Sound, but he's good. Sounds super like hipster. So I'm into it. it anything is that's, super not, hipster, anything yeah, that's yeah, not mainstream, yeah. I'm fucking in.
0: Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Listen, I knew about it <laughs> first. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the Frank Ocean though, like it still haunts me to this day. So I'm, like, obsessed with Tyler, the Creator. And yeah. And Tyler, the Creator, Frank Ocean are, like, we're in the same group and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On so future. So I forget what album it was, but Tyler, the Creator put out an album. I think it was him. Someone put out an album, and they had a show at, and I'm forgetting the name of the place now. It starts with a W. It, like, closed for a little bit and opened Wait, up. Wait, really is small this? venue in New York.
0: A W? Fuck.
1: I'm going to, I'm
0: butchering the story.
1: But whatever. It was at, like, a really small venue, and I was Like gonna, a
0: music venue? Yeah. And okay. I was going
1: to go. And then for some reason I just like I was like ah it's gonna be impossible to get in like it's such a small place like everyone's gonna be I'm not gonna go and then fucking Frank Ocean showed up, haunt literally that might be my only chance to ever actually see him and it still haunts me like like that
0: might be my only regret in life
1: until I see him it's like a weight on my shoulders I'm not even kidding it bothers me because like. And then every time I go to, like, I go to Tyler Curry's Festival, I've gone a couple times, and every time he has, like, a surprise guest. And, and it's, like, it's I'm like, Frank, Frank Ocean. It's Frank, it's and me, my friends, like, freak out, and then it never is, and I'm always sad, like, yeah. Ugh, I, I, I would
0: love time. to see Frank Ocean live. Channel
1: Orange or uh, Blonde?
0: Favorite question of mine, I actually put it on one of my Instagram polls one time. I, my gut, gun to my head, Channel Orange. Oh,
1: yes, right answer.
0: Yeah, everybody, yes. everybody, it's a very polarizing question people get angry about it they're like are you kidding me no, channel orange is amazing i love them both but channel orange has like a special place in my light in my heart
1: that was right when we started college too right when we started right. like right
0: when we graduated high school even yeah. yeah really formative time so good
1: yeah channel orange is so, so good what's your favorite so song on that?
0: um pyramids
1: pyramids is great i like it's almost
0: too obvious yeah to say pyramids but also lost Lost but also forrest gump yeah just the whole thing
1: yeah that album is so good it's just perfect yeah yeah Um, blonde did too though blonde was good he
0: can do no wrong in my
1: yeah i agree
0: in my eyes musically
1: i think he lives in new york too now maybe we'll see him
0: he i think he does he just like um Started this new club night. Yeah, I saw that Prep yeah. plus or something. Yeah. I don't know much about it, but it's like a queer space yeah. nightclub type thing. My boss actually went, which is very cool. And he got interviewed for it. That's um, sick. Yeah. So Frank Ocean is doing big things. Yeah.
1: Frank Ocean's the best.
0: Yeah, he's the All
1: man. Right. All right. Should we end on that? Yeah. All right. Louisa Lang. She has a Friday Eve comedy show on Halloween. Yep. Um, so go check that out or it's the last Friday. You say thir- Thursday it's, of every it's month. It's like
0: one of the Thursdays in every month. Okay. It's not necessarily the last, but it's,
1: you know, it's a Thursday cause it's Friday it's a Eve. It's Friday Eve. Yep. Figure it out. Connect the dots. And a lot of
0: people get confused. They're like, well, I thought it was on Friday and I'm like, no. Figure it out. It's Friday. Eve.
1: Yeah. That's not tough. It's not tough to figure out. It
0: is a little, but what? No, I mean a little, but not really. People should really. Yeah. Thursdays. That's on them. Thursdays. Thursdays
1: Thursdays. and anything else? Plug.
0: Yes. I'm just kidding. Uh,
1: You have anything else to plug? No. Yes. No. Do
0: I? Yeah. Follow me on Twitter. Follow me on Instagram. Um, Twitter is at Louisa underscore Lang. Instagram is just at Louisa Lang. I'm trying to get, just Louisa Lang for both of them. But somebody has my handle on Twitter.
1: That's like someone has the URL I want for my uh, website. Yeah, it's she like, makes come me on. So I've offered the person $1,000 for the URL because that's what you get it appraised for. Is what it says. Doesn't this is someone me.
0: who hasn't tweeted in years, too.
1: That, and that's this person's website. It hasn't been active since 2008, but he's yeah. paying
0: for it. Oh, that's so annoying. Worst.
1: Have you tried to pay them? Any no, I deal? can't
0: even reach them. They're just not. Yeah,
1: they just don't even use Twitter. Yet. No,
0: they just don't even use Twitter. Yeah,
1: it's messed up. Maybe just report them until their account gets banned or something. I
0: actually did that. I'm not <laughs> kidding. I'm literally not kidding. I wasn't gonna get into that, but I reported them. That's what I would do. Swear to God, yeah. I look. I looked up like get how do I get? To do it? How do I get like a URL or a whatever? Twitter handle. Handle. Yeah. And it was like if you report the person for being inactive for several years, then um, they'll just kick them off. So I reported them and I check back every couple months and it's just like account suspended. And I'm like, can you just kick them off so I can have it?
1: All right. So everyone listening. Actually, wait, report I shouldn't say her. that because they <laughs> might report you by accident.
0: No. Yeah. Don't report me. It's there's no underscore, <laughs>
1: no underscore in Twitter report the fuck out of them. Yeah. So uh, Luisa can get that, that handle handled. should be mine. It should be. Yeah. It, it's rightfully yours. Yeah it's, yeah. it's
0: I'm taking what's rightfully mine.
1: All right. Um, but yeah. Follow
0: me. Twitter, Instagram.
1: All right. I'll put the links to that in the show notes. Like I said, amazing. Um, All right. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for having me. Take care.